0: When this boy meets girl, meets boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets world. Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 3, chapter titled...
1: I Ain't Gonna Spray Lettuce No More.
0: What? did that come from? Is that from like something?
1: I don't think so. And it actually like hurt me to say it.
0: I think it's probably from something. Like I feel like it's a reference to something, but I don't know what.
1: It might be a reference to something, but it's very difficult for me to say ain't. Ain't. Yeah. Like it feels so bad. I mean, (laughs) I've been told my whole life, do not say that Mm -hmm. word. So like saying it for this intro, I'm just like,
0: oh no. Oh no. Um Tanya, what have you been up to this week? Did you I heard from a little birdie. Is Was it, it one
1: of our chickens?
0: Yes, I heard from one of our chickens. Which one? <sighs> Littlefoot. I heard from Littlefoot that you had a birthday this week.
1: I did have a birthday. How this old week? did you
0: turn? Thirty six. I didn't know if you were gonna answer. Why wouldn't I? A lady never tells her age. Well. Sir.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did.
0: Okay. So how was your birthday?
1: It was very good. It was very good. I was spoiled very much.
0: Did did you get a parade,
1: maybe? I I think I could talk about it. Yeah, I think you could. So uh, I mentioned in our episode with Dan that I uh, would really enjoy the Sprinkle Parade at the Giant Yogurt Cup exhibit in that town. And so on my birthday, I went to work. I worked on my birthday, and I got home. As I was pulling in the driveway, my entire family was standing out in the driveway just staring at me pulling into the driveway. It was very off-putting and disconcerting. With
0: our hands behind With our backs. With their <laughs> hands behind
1: their backs. And I was very... Um, disgruntled over it like i would not get out of the car alden was standing there holding his phone up and i'm just like i don't know what's happening and i i don't want to know what's happening like i'm not getting out of the car it took them a while they finally coaxed me out of the car and then walked over to me with their hands behind their back and then out came cups full of sprinkles poured all over me and it was wonderful it was everything i hoped it would be
0: Tanya has always told me, like, she just loves surprises. She loves surprises, but she never likes the process of being surprised.
1: Picture this picture. You're pulling into the driveway. It doesn't. And four of the most uncomfortable people on the planet are just standing there staring at you
0: as you pull into the driveway. You also don't like to be surprised for your gifts, but then you like it after you've been surprised.
1: I don't know why you're taking this episode to call me out on this (laughs) stuff. We were talking about the joy that was my birthday. Yeah,
0: it was good. So what else did you do?
1: Well, then we came inside and everyone wanted to give me my gifts. so I got Crocs, which... Let me tell you about Crocs. They are um, the most comfortable shoe in the entire world. They have little things like on the insides that feel like they're massaging your feet while you're walking.
0: I'm going to go to bed.
1: I have not worn sneakers since I got these Crocs. I did a three-mile walk this morning in my Crocs. On my birthday, we walked... How, how much would you say we walked?
0: How much did you walk? About a mile.
1: Okay. so like, And then I walked a mile in my Crocs. And I've worn my Crocs so much; they are amazing. Get Crocs—they're fantastic. I got them for my birthday, and they were wonderful. And that was my birthday. Oh, and Aubrey made me this amazing cake. Like from she from—she does not use box stuff. Like she cooks everything from scratch. I wanted—I uh, love white cake with chocolate frosting. She did it. She made it completely from scratch. She makes the frosting from scratch. It was so good, and I just had a piece of it, like, an hour ago. It was still so good. So, that's 36 for me.
0: And you got a high dehydrator, and you got...
1: I got a dehy... Well, I didn't think I needed to go through the whole list, but I got uh, okay. a dehydrator, and I got jars for canning stuff, and I got mushroom spawn from my mom so that I can set up a mushroom bed, which I'm very excited to do, but, like, we don't have a hose. So, keeping that, like hose down is going to be very difficult because you have to keep it like wet but I'll figure it out. It'll be fine. It takes me like two hours to water everything every day. Yes. But I'll just add that to my to-do list is watering the mushrooms. I
0: need someone to fix our hose bib because it's bad. So if you c- if you can fix that, hit me up <laughs> at BMG and BMW and hashtag <laughs> hose bib. Yes. Hashtag hose bib. You can't. I mean, no one's going to do that. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to pay a plumber to come out.
1: <laughs> Bra's going to call you. When he's I mean, like, I hear you, you're having a hose bib problem. I know
0: it's not actually a hard job. Like I know what to do. It's and a I, delicate. It's job. a delicate job. And I'm if I mess it up at all and there's only like a few inches of pipe to work with, if that like a couple inches of pipe to work with and if I ruin it there there's no room to finish it off and then we have water in our house like like backing up into our house so it's 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 costly if I make any mistakes at all so or it's costly if the pipes are too old and break down and I'm not able to fix it so right that might not even be something within my power
1: so needless to say, yes. I have a watering can that I fill up in the bathtub probably 17 times to water everything at this point. So then it'll just be like an even 20 once the mushroom bed is set up. Yes. It's a lot. But yeah. it's fun. And I love my garden. And I lo- like I love it very much. So,
0: And our chickens are doing great. They're doing They're fantastic. Huge, but yep, there's not a whole lot to report. I mean, there's I was still reporting chickens. about my birthday. I know. I mean about the chickens.
1: Okay, but okay, so. What? Today, we went to Tractor Supply to get chicken food because they are huge now and they're eating so much. And we walk into Tractor Supply, which is like just, it's beautiful. I love it there. It was so wonderful. And there was a stand with mugs and stuff on it. And Alden was like looking at this one mug and he was like, wow, I really like this. And I'm like, oh, I really like this one. And he looks at mine. He's like, oh, yeah, you need that one. And then I was like, well, you need that one. He goes, no, I don't. And I was like, well, I don't need this one either. He was like, oh, yes, you do. It is a mug with a camper on it, which I love campers.
0: She looks like she's about to show you and <laughs> you're a microphone <laughs> and people through a podcast. And
1: app. it's... It's it's a camper, with chickens in front of it, and it says, "Free Range Family," and I have it, and I love it so much. Yep, that is all. All right. What have you done this week?
0: Uh, I played Fire Emblem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did. I started a new fire. I started the Fire Emblem game on the DS, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon, and I beat it. So now I have now finished. Uh, last year at this time, I had never. F- played really played through a Fire Emblem game. I have now finished six. So I'm tacking them off the list.
1: I'm so proud of you. I know. You're accomplishing so much in your life. Twenty twenty
0: has been quite the year, hasn't it?
1: Oh yes. Very productive for you.
0: Oh goodness gracious, what a year. I don't let's not What a decade this year has been.
1: (laughs) It's very true. Um, Just the worst decade ever. Yeah.
0: So we also watch Boy Meets World though.
1: Yes. We watch Boy Meets World.
0: Uh, episode, season four, episode three, Mm -hmm. chapter titled.
1: You just want me to say it again. Yeah.
0: Ugh. We normally do that.
1: I know, but this is just- This isn't new. It's excruciating. I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more.
0: Uh, this episode was directed by Jeff McCracken, and it was written by Mark Blutman and Howard Busgang, but Gang's here today. But I mean, not here today, but-
1: I- I don't think I expected it to be a butt gang episode. I didn't either.
0: That's I've, I've really taken to writing down the names before I watch the episode. Because I used to watch the episode and then write it all down. Mm-hmm. But now I can kind of watch it knowing who wrote it. And I kind of get a feel for it. And the whole time I'm like, this is a really good butt gang episode. Well, we'll talk about our thoughts later. Right. I already spoiled it. I liked I mean, it.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of spoilers that are going to happen in the beginning of this little debriefing.
0: Debriefing. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of debriefing, I got a wedgie.
1: Gross. <laughs> He's why really into sc- dad jokes, right why now. Why'd you scream into the microphone? Because that was gross.
0: Anyway, so uh, blur me up, blur, blur me up. Disney Plus, blur me up.
1: The blurb for today, for season four, episode three, I ain't gonna spray lettuce no more. Is, Alan quits his job without asking Amy, and that's it. That's wow. the episode. Podcast wow. over. We're done. I mean, that's
0: pretty. I mean, that's that's pretty spot on. Yeah, like We're it's done. so
1: spot on that we don't even need to talk about it.
0: How'd you feel about this episode? <laughs> I don't know what I just said. <laughs>
1: You tried to say how'd you feel about this episode, but there was like this really weird, like where you just held an S in your mouth for like five minutes.
0: <laughs> anyway, so classroom or not, Tanya? Not. Why not?
1: Because we're in the. I just want to see if you get the room right this time.
0: Mr. Feeney's room. No.
1: <laughs> no, the kitchen. Yeah, we're, we're in, in the kitchen. kitchen. Eric comes in Mm -hmm. and he's kind of being weird with Amy. Boy's
0: like, I'm going to do something I haven't done in so long. And he hugs her.
1: And he's like, hold me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, what is wrong with you? And he's just like, I can't get a job. And she's like, one job turning you down is not enough for you to stop looking. And he was like, but it's the gap. And I'm the most gap that there is. Like, Mm -hmm. look at me. And yeah, he is. He's pretty much gap.
0: He is very gap. Um, Especially 1996 Gap.
1: Yeah. Like he's got a very pretty face and he's like dressed in Gap clothes and Mm. like his hair is very, like he is Gap. And she's just like, I don't understand like what happened. And he was like, well, it was going well. And so I said something like, uh, sure, I can do this job. A monkey could do this job. And then Corey comes in and he's like weird thing or he hears the word gap he's like speaking of the gap i was walking by the gap and they had a monkey working there and eric was like that was my idea and, and then corey was like well then maybe next time you go for an interview you should smoke a pipe and just wear underwear or something like what was it something
0: like that but i don't remember what it was and what it meant
1: is that why you were waiting for me to say it
0: no i wasn't i wasn't even I'm gonna say that it
1: the monkey would with smoking a
0: pipe. Like, oh. Okay. That's what I thought. I thought I it was know. a reference to something.
1: You think everything's a reference to something?
0: What are you a reference to? Um, and then Morgan comes in. Uh, Alan had come in at that point. Morgan comes in and she says, Dad, I need $25. It's school picture day. Um, and it's going to be $25. And Alan's like, $25? Why? And she says, hey, everybody else has already paid Um, I don't want to be the only kid who doesn't have a class picture. They said, if I don't bring the money, they're going to airbrush me out. So he hands her $25.
1: And then Corey's like, oh, hey, keep your wallet open. It's picture day for me, too. And Alan says, what grade are you in? And Corey says...
0: Eleventh.
1: We have reached the The, time skip. The time skip. But... The much-spoken-about
0: time skip. But it's the weirdest time skip in history because it really has and we've talked about this kind of before Mm -hmm. but it really does like it's a bubble around certain characters they time skipped but not all not not al that well he ain't gonna not all of the characters time skipped right like eric didn't time skip he's still one year removed from high school
1: it almost seems like they like the writers were like, I wonder if they'll notice that we said that they were in seventh grade when they started high school. Like, that was a mistake, and we said it so many times. Mm-hmm. High school doesn't start seventh grade. We're so old, we forgot.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then they were like, fast forward, oh, I guess if they were in two years of high school, that would technically mean that they're starting 11th grade, not ninth grade.
0: Eric was a junior, an 11th grader, when they started seventh grade. Right. Eric then went on to be a senior, mm-hmm. and they were in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And then Eric graduated and in is in, in his, his next year, and they're in 11th grade.
1: Wait, they weren't in eighth grade after seventh grade?
0: I don't think... I thought they were in ninth grade, but maybe they weren't.
1: I don't think they really talked about like what grade yeah. it was. I honestly think that they were just like, oops... We've mm-hmm. been having them in high school for two years, and high school does not start at 7th grade. Like, we've talked about that so many times. We're like, do any high schools start at 7th grade? Like, right. they don't.
0: We actually asked people to reach out to us at BMG and BMW if you start if your high school had 7th grade in it. Right. And no one reached out to us. So <laughs> either no one wants to talk to us, or no one's schools start in 7th grade. Well, we,
1: we did have people say... That there are schools that have them together. hmm But that's it. But it's not called high school. Right. It's called secondary school.
0: Anyway, so... Um,
1: so, really, they are where they're supposed to be. Yes, it seems like a time skip, but I think it's not really a time skip. Right. Like, they're the same age as they're supposed to be. They were not the right age before. Like, right. Like, they just... Messed it all up in season... Was it season two that they started high school? Yeah. Yeah, they really just messed it up for season two.
0: And now they're trying to fix it mm-hmm. by having them in the time warp bubble. Right. Every Every day they go to school and there's a special like time warp inside Mr. Turner's classroom. Mm. So, anyway, uh, Alan says, you know what, I'm just running out of money i guess i'm gonna have to work on the weekends at my job that i don't even want to work in the weekdays
1: um and then he's like basically like i need a raise i'm not gonna come back in this house until i have a raise and then they do a little weird like flip screen thing and they show him like standing outside the door Mm -hmm. and everyone's sitting at the dinner table and they're like is this weird that dad's not coming in the house
0: So Amy goes out to talk to him, and she goes, I guess the raise thing didn't go too well. And he was like, actually, I got $5,000. And she says, well, come right in here, sir. Come sit in this chair and have a nice dinner, Mr. $5,000. And he says, I really feel like I could have gotten more. And she says, well, then let's have dinner, and then you can call your boss and tell him you want more. And Alan says, won't do any good to call him. I quit.
1: And... It starts this whole thing where one, Corey starts like freaking well, out and everyone else
0: like makes a face like, what? And then Alan goes, hey, can you pass the potatoes? Like, he's just trying to no sell it. Like, right. no big deal. I just quit my job.
1: Right. And Amy's just like, wait, you, you, we didn't talk about this. Like, you made a really, really important decision without us talking about it. Corey is like, oh no, we're going to be poor. Mm hmm. Um, like, he's, like, walking, like, out to the the door and be like, buy car, while Amy is having a very important and serious discussion with Alan. And she is right. Like, he does jump the gun on a lot of things anyway, without talking to her about it. And
0: she's saying, fine, you know what? If we're just going to make decisions that affect the whole family, I'm going to start making decisions that affect the whole family. So next time I feel like making a big choice, I'm just going to talk to you about it later after I go ahead and make the decision myself.
1: They handled this so calmly. Yeah. So calmly.
0: Like, well, What would you do if I just quit my job and I came home and I was like, hey, I quit my job today. I guess we should talk about this a little bit more after the episode.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. it'll
0: kind of... How they handle it eventually. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: anyway... Um, Alan says, look, I just want to go into business for myself and then I can hire Eric.
1: And Eric's like, "Yes, see, this is perfect. I needed a job anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, So anyway, we go to school now. We go to the hallway.
1: (sighs) We go go to the hallway where Corey, who has lived a life of extreme privilege his entire life, is talking to Sean, who has literally struggled his entire life about how... He has nothing now and like they're poor and he doesn't know what to do. And Sean, which they make it like a funny thing.
0: You know, this what that's, it bothered me a little bit.
1: It bothered me a little bit, but like they try to make his poverty a joke.
0: Well, Sean literally says like, whatever you guys have breakfast, you have lunch and dinner. You guys are eaters. You're eaters. And, uh, they play like the laugh track. hmm Like, you're eating every meal. Get out of here. Right. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, Sean's not eating. Cool.
1: Yeah. And then he's like, when was the last time you slept inside? And Corey's like, last night. And he was like, oh, OK. Like, I
0: can't even talk to you right now.
1: Like, Sean is literally poverty stricken. And Corey's like, oh, my dad quit his job.
0: Yeah, and then um, they walk off like that and uh, Eric walks in the school and he starts Mm. acting all cool like he's the cool guy returning.
1: Honestly, I completely forgot that he wasn't supposed to be at school. (laughs) I'm like, what is happening right now? And and then
0: he's pointing at all the kids like, hey, what's going on, guy? no one's paying attention to him. No one's looking up at all. He's like, hey, remember that? Remember that thing? Yeah. And uh, Mr. Feeney walks up to him and he's... Mr. Feeney's like, oh, you're here for your tutoring. And he goes, yeah, I am just I just kind of wanted to see how everybody was doing without me. You know, are, are they doing okay? And Mr. Feeney goes, oh, no, we had to call a crisis counselor in to, get, to get them through this tough time. And he's like, oh, no, are they going to be okay? Oh, you're joking, aren't you? <laughs>
1: um, but they start talking about the fact that, like, Eric's like, I don't need to do tutoring. I'm going to go work for my dad. He's well- going to start a family business and – Mr. Phoenix just like, "Oh, uh, doing what?"
0: And Eric says, "Oh, I, actually I don't know. Uh, actually we're going to go to the uh the Airport Comfort Inn later." And
1: Yeah, to the B to the be your own Boss Franchise Opportunity Exposition Extravaganza.
0: Tanya wrote all that down.
1: It's completely out of order. Like, it, they say it so fast yeah. and I rewound it and then I still couldn't get it down.
0: Yeah, they said it and then Tanya said, did you write all that down? And I'm like, are you kidding me? No, that was too fast. And so she went back and like watched it and then watched it again and then watched it again and still was asking me what they said. And I'm like,
1: okay, so here's the problem.
0: What's the problem?
1: I'm having some carpal tunnel issues with my hand and I'm having a lot of trouble writing. So, like, writing fast is not happening for me. It's very painful and it's very bothersome.
0: Oh, goodness gracious.
1: I'm 36. <laughs> this is how it's going to go now. I just,
0: you're, you're talking to our, to our class and you're trying to make them feel bad for the things you do for them.
1: No. I was just saying why it took me four times to be able to write that down mm. because I can't write fast. It all, hurts.
0: All for you guys.
1: Oh stop it. <laughs>
0: uh yeah. So he says all that and Mr. Feeney goes, Ah, where dreams are born and Eric is like, Yeah. Um, so now we cut to the expo hall.
1: Right. And And they're like, okay, what do we want to look at? And they're looking like at a pamphlet and they're looking around the expo hall, which really just looks like the school redone.
0: It it is. Uh, It's the gym.
1: um, And so they see a guy selling like kebabs or something Mm -hmm. or, and then they see a guy selling strudel they just see like a whole bunch he's like we are not doing food service like right i basically was in food service working at the grocery store we are not doing food at all so then they have to go look for someone who isn't in food and they find a guy i guy
0: walks up to them he's like i couldn't help but overhear you
1: and he's just like have i got an opportunity for you it's it's uh all of the people who
0: leave their dog first he says hey do you guys have a dog? And Eric goes, Yeah. And Alan goes, Eric, we don't have a dog. And he goes, Shh, <laughs> Just go with me. We'll get one. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, but yeah, he goes through the whole spiel where it's like everybody leaves their dog mess outside. And, and
1: it smells so bad. And like, What are you going to do about it? And then he like pulls out this aerosol can and like sprays it in the air. And Eric's like, What is that? And he's like, oh, Poopery. And they're like, What? He's not going to make it. This is a stupid idea. Yeah,
0: Alan just just downplays all of it. Like, this is, Eric, this is terrible. We're not investing in this. But Poopery.
1: So like somebody, somebody was watching this episode and they were like, perfect name. Now I got to figure out what to do with this because this is not patented. So it's just in a TV show.
0: But for real now, Tanya is trying to say.
1: Poopery is like a multi-million dollar company. Yeah. Like everyone loves that stuff.
0: Not for the same. Like you don't spray it in, on dog poop. No, you but... spray it
1: in your toilet, and yeah. it creates a barrier between the scent Why and don't the. We have poopery. Uh, because we're poor, like Corey. Oh
0: okay. Um.
1: Just kidding. It's just like not on our radar. Like we just never got it. We used to have some when I worked at the mall. This is gross. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we. I mean. When you work in retail, which we'll probably get into more later too, the fact that like retail, like it is your family, like you live there, mm-hmm. you live in a retail environment. So like the bathrooms at your store are more your bathrooms than your home bathrooms. Like so, we took turns buying poopery for our bathroom because it worked. It was amazing. Um, pretty much every store that I worked in, like we bought that we would go to and that and buy a couple bottles of it and we took turns buying it we contributed to that multi-million dollars
0: yeah i i want i want to know who started that company what if it is mark blutman and howard bus gang (laughs) like they were just like
1: oh my gosh because then they would need to call it butt gang's poopery
0: oh yeah um anyway so they leave there, or or we leave there. I don't know how much longer they stayed there, but we cut now. I'm to thinking the, they
1: were there all day.
0: Then we cut now to the kitchen. It is nighttime now.
1: Yeah. And they're talking about, uh, Eric's talking about what he has decided they're going to do, what franchise they're joining. Ogner's
0: House of Strudel.
1: And he's got the most delicious looking strudel in his hands, and I want it so bad. And I'm like, I wonder if Aubrey can make strudel. No oh, goodness. Aubrey's House of Strudel. Mm-hmm.
0: But Alan says, "Look, we found a real thing that we're that I think we should invest in. I'm going to be the next franchise owner of Rapid Mart,
1: which is a convenience store. And Amy is just like, No, you're not. Yeah. And he was like, why? I know how to do this. Like, yeah, this says, is exactly I've, what I know how to do. Because
0: I've spent my whole life working in these stores. Now I can finally put that to good use. And she's like, yeah, but you've been miserable. That's why you left.
1: And he's like, well, I'll be working for myself, so it's fine. And she's like, no, that's not the problem. Like, and it's true. Like, he had good bosses. Right. It wasn't that. Like, he hated his job. And he hated the fact that, like, he was just a grocery store worker. Um, and she is flat out, like... I cannot support this, period.
0: Yeah. And he says, Look, it just makes the most sense. I just want you to be happy for me. Are you behind me or not? And she goes, No. Mm hmm. Um, um.
1: <laughs> so now we go to the backyard where Alan, Alan is. Alan has like a sleeping bag and he's like shaking it out. And, um, amy walks out and she's like she's like one argument and you're already leaving me and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah and i'm taking eric too and so like they're obviously like okay um but she's like can we talk about this now um and he's just you know she's like i can't support this because i can only support you being happy you would be miserable and i can only support your happiness yeah um and, he, like, and she says,
0: she says, I will do anything to support you in your happiness. Right. Whatever you need to do, I will be there for you. But I won't be there if it's something that's going to make you unhappy.
1: And she goes into, you know, the things that make him unhappy and the things that do make him happy. And he, he's she basically says, like, you aren't going to find happiness in your comfort zone. Your comfort zone are these grocery stores, are these like ready marts or whatever you're not going to find happiness there. You are going to have to take a chance and we're giving you the permission to take a risk. And I mean, you can tell he's listening, but he's not quite understanding like what he's going to have to do because like he took a risk by quitting his job all of a sudden. And now he's trying to like backpedal and figure out how he can sustain his family as best as possible.
0: Right. So he says, look, I'm going to go camping. I'm going to clear my head. And then I'll 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 hopefully have some ideas when I come back from that. Because mm-hmm. he's going to go up in the mountains and camp with Eric for the weekend.
1: Right. Um. Mister Feeney is of course overhearing stuff.
0: Not yet. No. No. Not yet. Cause... Now. Now we go to the, to the research study. Oh. Um.
1: I thought Mister Feeney.
0: It's the next scene.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Um. We go to the research. Corey and Eric are sitting in chairs with like stirrups and a gown, and and
1: Topanga's just there. Topanga's just
0: in the room. It was a weird fever dream. She's like, "What are you guys doing? This is stupid." And and Corey looks at Eric. Uh, Car- Corey looks at Sean and says, "Well, uh, Sean has told me that I need to make decisions on my own and make be an adult now and to earn money."
1: And she's like okay so go get a job and he's like uh Sean says I'm not in a place where I should be paying taxes right now and um he was like so I'm just gonna have let them shampoo my hair for a hundred dollars and she's like a hundred dollars for testing shampoo don't you see this could be a problem and Corey's like do you think this is gonna be a problem Sean and Sean's like no, they just say that they uh, test on humans so that, like, they don't have to say that they test on animals or something like that. And then you see this guy start walking out the door with a beaker of, like, smoking green stuff.
0: While wearing a hazmat suit. A
1: full hazmat suit. And then, like, he drops it and, like, alarms start going off and, like, everything goes crazy. So, yeah, they, they dodged a bullet with that one.
0: Fever dream over. Now we go back to the backyard. Okay, so... Eric and
1: Alan are coming back from their trip and they had so much fun.
0: They are very happy. You can see the relief on their faces. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't believe we got to do that. Yeah. Um,
1: And Eric thrives in like the outdoors. He's like, uh, and and they start saying like, if only we could like do that for a living.
0: Right. And Um, Mr. Feeney overhears all this and comes outside and he's like, I hear you guys had a great time. And Eric is like, yeah, I caught a fish. It's like a
1: goldfish in a jar. It's
0: barely even a goldfish. It's <laughs> tiny. Mr. Feeney like leans into it's the an jar. It's an anchovy. Yeah, he leans into the jar and goes, I think I can see it. <laughs> and uh, I love the smartassery we're getting from Mr. Feeney this season. Mr.
1: Feeney is so good. Yeah. In this whole season so far, we're three episodes in. But this specific episode, I was just like, Feeney is... So perfect in every single scene he's in.
0: And this season, we're getting so many of these smart-ass comments from him.
1: But we're also getting, like, all of his wisdom, but, like, in smaller doses.
0: In... But, like, perfect. For example, Mm -hmm. like, this conversation that we've got upcoming. um, Amy comes out to them while they're talking about all this. Uh, Mr. Feeney made some, like, um, passing remarks about how great it would be if they could do this. Mm Mm-hmm. And Amy walks out and starts asking how everything went. And Alan's like, I'm just so refreshed. I feel great. We should do this next weekend. Well, she says, do you have any ideas? And he goes, yeah, my idea is we'll come back next weekend and I'm bringing you. Because the only thing that sucked about it was not having you there.
1: It was so sweet. It
0: was very sweet. But um, Mr. Feeney goes, ah, you know what you guys should do? You should go get one of those Uh, (laughs) two-person sleeping bags at Kimball's. And first, I, I felt like Mr. Feeney knew what he was doing here. He was leading them to something right. that he thought would be good right. for Alan. Right. But they never explicitly say that. It was very subtle and, and or not so subtle, but it was it was unspoken. Right. Um, but anyway, Alan goes, George, what do you know about the two person sleeping bags? And
1: he's like, oh, I go camping. I just don't fish so
0: you do the math
1: and eric's face yeah was so good like it was just so perfect eric makes a lot of really good facial expressions in this episode that had me like bursting out laughing just like his like timing and his facial expressions were very good
0: so cory runs in right after this and Corey is like all right. So have have we made any progress? Has any any progress were made? Have the, have we made any plans for the future?
1: Like, is, has our situation changed at all?
0: And Alan says, "Yep. Next weekend, we're gonna sleep under the stars."
1: And he's just like, "We've lost everything." But Feeny starts w- well, to say,
0: can I? I just want to yeah. point out that Corey turns and just runs out. Uh-huh. But as he's running out, you can see Eric like holding up his fish. Oh my like,
1: gosh, that was it. Yes, he's
0: holding it up like he's so excited to show Corey and then and he Chris
1: watches Corey
0: run away and he just like sadly pulls it back to himself.
1: That was so good. Yeah, it was so good. Um So then Feeney is just like, you know, go to Kimball's like I'm a the owner is a really good friend of mine. Like tell him George sent you mm-hmm. whatever. So then we go to Kimball's.
0: No, we go to Chubby's.
1: Oh yeah, we go to Chubby's. Explain the
0: scene because I don't think I understood it all. So I didn't write it down much. Write it Sean down. Sean has
1: Sean has been basically tutoring Corey on how to be
0: poor. More. Yeah,
1: and one of the things is, is he's not supposed to be buying food. Right. And he bought a meal at Chubby's, mm-hmm. and he sits down to eat it. And Sean comes in. and He's like, "What are you doing?" And Corey's like, "Ah." I didn't buy this. I found it. I found this and I'm going to eat it like I you know like foraged for it or whatever. And Sean's like, "What are you doing?" And he was like, "It's not my fault. I'm so sorry." Like and goes off about how like he's he can't help that he was born into a family where he got an allowance every week. And Sean is like the whole point of this is that like you have to learn To live the way that I do and I live by getting the things from people like you and then Corey's like you want to split this and Sean's like yeah that's how poor people do it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they split it and they toast their cheeseburger and like (sighs) what We'll talk about it.
0: Okay, so okay. N- now we go to Kimball's.
1: Now we go to Kimball's. The whole family is there. The whole there.
0: family is excitedly They're at Kimball's. They're looking Kimble's.
1: at a tent. They're looking at all this stuff. Like, Kimball's is a wonderful place, kind of like Tractor Supply. A, oh,
0: God. There's a kayak. This this episode, class, <laughs> whenever you need chicken feed, horse feed, giant chicken statues, giant horse statues, a rabbit keep, uh. What else, Tanya?
1: A really cool mug with chickens on really it. Really
0: cool mug with chickens on it. Um, outdoorsy anything. You can find it at Tractor Supply. Tractorsupplycompany.com backslash forward slash BMG and BMW. Back to you, class. <laughs> Wait, we're not the class. Anyway, uh... Just wanted to help out your tractor supply commercial that you've been doing the entire episode. Yeah. Corey is like, look at this kayak. Wouldn't this be so great out on the lake this weekend? And I wish
1: we could go do that tomorrow.
0: Eric and Corey are, I mean, Eric and and Alan are looking at a fishing rod and Alan's like,
1: this is the best fishing rod I've ever seen. He's explaining it
0: in detail all while the store manager is just like watching them wide eyed. Um, And then they're looking at the tent and they're like, this tent could survive a hundred mile an hour winds. And
1: like it opens and Morgan comes out. She's like, I'm not going. Yeah. And Mr. Kimball like, like says something to her about like, they put this on top of Mount Everest. Everest. And like, he's just a really like sweet old man. Kind of crotchety, but like fun. He's great. Um, So the whole family is there and he goes behind the counter, Mr. Kimball does, and Amy goes over and she starts talking to him and she's just like, obviously, my family loves the store. Like, how long have you been in business? While you're
0: watching the whole family in the background, just going through everything in the store excitedly.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, And he's like, oh, well, you know, I've been in business for this long and I was really hoping to pass it down to my son. And then I had a daughter and she married an orthodontist and moved away. So... Now I'm not passing it down to anyone. Amy was just like, well, then what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, it's for sale. Mm-hmm. I'm selling it. I need to be able to retire and spend time with my grandkids while I have a chance. And and then the wheels in her head start turning.
0: Yeah, she starts asking him, like, I bet you really you really loved working here, huh? Like, how did, how did you do? Did you make money here? And he says, I made some money. Like, there are times when you don't make much and times where you make a lot. But... I think if overall you're asking me if every day I woke up and came to work happy to be going to work, I'd say, yeah, I did well. And she's just like, hmm, she looks over at Alan. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alan comes over to the counter now to buy whatever they're buying, and
1: and they've all, they've done like this whole thing where they've like looked at like a million different lanterns. And so he picks up the lantern that they're choosing and he goes up to the counter.
0: And Amy basically, she says something like, well, you want to go look around for anything else? And Alan says, what? You just want to buy the whole store?
1: And she's just like, oh, I, did. I already did. And he keeps talking mm-hmm. like she didn't hear anything or she didn't say anything. Right. Um, and then it turns out, like she actually did buy the store for him. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think either Alan or Eric says, "You can't just buy this store, can't can you?" And she goes, "I just did."
1: Um, and then she says that she dip she will have to dip into Eric's college fund. And he's like, "Oh, so, uh, Dad." You're working for me. Well,
0: because, yeah, he says, I can't believe I get to work for you, Dad. And then she tells him about the college fund. Yeah. And he goes, I can't believe you're going to work for me, Dad.
1: And he's just like, uh, how about partners?
0: So Amy and Alan go back to the side and start talking. And, and Alan's like, like you, can't, "You can't, you can't make a decision like this. And she says, actually, I get one free decision that I can make without discussing it with you, don't I? And he's like, well you can't or like how are we going to manage this and she says are you seriously telling me that you wouldn't be happy if you got to run this store every day because if you wouldn't be happy then I'll tell him never mind we'll leave and you can figure something else out but if you can't look me in the eye and tell me that and Alan just looks at her and he goes you get to make one decision without me right all right I'll take it or whatever
1: He's really lucky that her decision was like a selfless decision for yeah. his sake. Like... Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And at one point she asked him, like, are you what are you afraid to be happy? Right. And that was really good.
1: Yeah. Um, Amy was just phenomenal this episode.
0: Yeah. So now we go to the post credit scene. Right, Tanya? Post credit scene.
1: We go to the credit scene, and then it does turn into a post-credit scene this episode. What? Because it's like a 20-minute credit scene. My it is bit, a lot.
0: My bit has paid off. 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 <laughs> um, Mr. Feeney comes into the store and says basically like, uh, Mr. Kimball starts showing him some socks, and he's like, Mr. Feeney goes, $18? And Mr. Kimball says, oh, here he is again. Just here to, oh, because we skipped over that. Mr. Kimball says.
1: Mr. Feeney, who thinks that they are friends, Mr. Feeney just comes in the store, chats his ear off, and doesn't buy anything.
0: Yeah, so Mr. Feeney comes in and starts arguing about the socks, and he's like, $18? And he's like, they're insulated. And And he's
1: like, there's $18, they're socks, man. And then he's like, I'm a teacher, not a heart surgeon.
0: Yeah. So he starts walking around, and they explain that this is Alan's shop now. Like, you can, you know, pick out whatever you want. And you'll you, be our first you'll be our, sale. Yeah. You'll be our first sale.
1: Me, in the meantime, like, Mr. Kimball is showing them how the books are working are mm-hmm. supposed to work, which Alan understands like he's managed. It's whatever. But Eric does not understand it. And Alan's going to have Alan's Eric like, help. Yeah. And Alan was like, mm, I'll hire someone to do this. And Eric's like, yeah, I guess that's a good idea. But he's realizing like he actually isn't prepared to do this. and he's he goes over, a liability. Right. He goes over to Mr. Feeney. He's like, "Uh, Mr. Feeney, I need to learn more. Like, I don't know how to do this um and
0: he's, yeah he says i don't know nothing about money or accounts like i need your help
1: and mr finch like you need a full education he's like you have encountered something today that you don't understand you're going to keep encountering things that you don't understand unless you get a full education like it's not just a learn as you go kind of thing like there are things that you can be prepared for by going to college like that it won't take you by by surprise like this like you'll just be shown how to do it and then you'll be able to do it
0: but they go back and forth a little bit and eric goes so like please would you tutor me and it, mr feeney finally says yes and i'll buy these socks too
1: and mr kimball's like what you wait to buy something <laughs> until i'm leaving and then <laughs> mr feeney hands eric a bill so the socks are 18 dollars. Mm-hmm. he hands eric one bill
0: i think it was a 20 it, looked like a it 20. must
1: have been a 20 they, he gives Eric the $20 bill, and Eric like runs over to the register, and he's like, our first sale, and then tapes the $20 to the register and does not give Mr. Feeney change.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, Tanya was very upset about the change. I,
1: I was like, he just, just took his money.
0: Um, I'm sure Mr. Feeney was okay with the $2 extra going towards their first purchase. If you guys can hear the fireworks in the background, I'm sorry. I don't understand what... It, we live in a is. strange neighborhood. Um. Anyway, Tanya, that's the whole episode. How yeah. did you feel about it, though?
1: I love this episode. I loved this episode when I was a kid. I love this episode now. It's probably one of the best that has held. It's probably the one that so far has held up the best from what I remember as a kid yeah. to what I'm seeing now. like, And I think... I didn't care about adults when I was a kid, but I loved Amy and Alan as a kid. Like, they were everything I think I wanted to have as an adult. Like, they made marriage look important and they made it look like... It was a comforting thing and it was like a a team thing where most other shows did not... Like it was like always, uh, back and forth between the husband and wife, and a power struggle, and like, damn, yeah, but it wasn't just that, like,
0: I know it was pretty much everything. I it, mean, that Carl was the-
1: and Harriet, Harriet in Family Matters was an extremely strong woman, and Carl was so threatened by her all the time. That he would try to suppress the things that she wanted to do. And there were a couple of episodes where he supported her full heartedly and was like, no, like you do what you want. And that was great. But he was always so like he just sort of downplayed her. But
0: I mean, go down the line. Like, yeah, that's ev- what I mean. Like, every every it was single like sitcom was dumb dad, strong mom. And Power struggle. Always arguing because dumb dad wants to do dumb things. Mm-hmm. It was literally every TV show in the 90s or right. early. Right, and we 90s, were always supposed 80s. to
1: feel bad for the dad because the the mom was being, I guess, bitchy.
0: Or we were supposed to laugh at the dad being dumb. Like, right. oh, look at that dumb dad. Right. So much so that like The Simpsons eventually existed because they wanted to parody that right. relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and then it just Existed longer than all those shows. <laughs> yeah, there's um, that. Um,
1: but this episode in particular is such a strong example of what I would hope to emulate in a relationship at all. Like the fact that they didn't fight in a rough way about the the fact that he made a decision without talking to her. Right. They had a discussion around their kids. Mm-hmm. Their kids were not traumatized by a fight that happened over something that really, in most situations, would cause, like, a big fight.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And they handled it so well with each other. She gave Alan time to go think things over. Then she came back, and she was like, all right, let's talk about this now. I want you to understand that, like, I don't support this particular thing because I love you and I know you and I know this wouldn't make you happy. Like it wasn't just like a, well he did this and now I'm like salty about it and I'm mad and I'm just going to like throw my weight around because obviously I'm the smart one and he's the dumb one. Right. It was just so well done. Yeah. And like Alan's part in it was very much the person who made a rash decision and then like, realize oh my gosh I don't know what to do so now I have to fix this and I've got to pick the first thing that comes along to make this better so that I can support my family like it was so realistic it was crazy it was so good I loved it
0: yeah so let's imagine I'm doing a job I hate which Mm -hmm. is not the case right now right but uh, let's imagine I'm doing the job that I was doing when we met right um and I was supporting our family that way Mm-hmm. and I was miserable every day. Mm-hmm. I came home and I just said out of nowhere, I quit today. Mm-hmm. How do you respond to that?
1: Honestly? Yeah, honestly. I would honestly. be so happy for you. If it was that job, I would be so happy for you. I remember, so is it okay if I talk about it a little Some, bit? Some, yeah. I was working retail at the time, and you were, and, and Alden was working this job that was not... Good for him at all. He yeah. had good friends there. And mm-hmm. that was the only thing that was getting him through. But at at the point where we were. We had just moved into our house. And we were trying to make ends meet. And he was miserable at his job. The friendships were not enough to keep him okay.
0: No. But they kept me there.
1: Right. Um, it wasn't enough money. He was working so hard. I mean, and you were 31 years old. Yeah. And like, I, w- I, working for what... I have kids at my job working for more than that now. Right. Like,
0: I, I got the job there as, like, a promise that this is going to lead to bigger and better things. Because before that, I'd really... I mean, I'd worked as a, um, as a district manager for a pizza place. Mm-hmm. But I was still only... My biggest work experience was at a pizza place where I worked my way up. But that doesn't lead to any kind of office job. Right. So I got an office job. Right. And got paid very little for it with the promise of getting paid more later. And that later later never came. Right. So anyway, I was so miserable.
1: Um, And I, like, there are certain moments that I remember my feelings so, so, like, distinctly. And I was at work. I was an assistant manager at the job that I was at and I couldn't have my cell phone on the sales floor and I was with my boss and I just thought, I I need to go check my phone. And I said, hey, can I go around the back and check my phone? I just had this feeling and I went back there and I look at my phone and Alden had just texted me that he got let go. Fired. I remember that, like, hot eye feeling, like, where your eyes get hot and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this could be, like, the ruin of us. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad he doesn't work there anymore. I'm so glad he doesn't work there anymore. Like, relief that he didn't have to be miserable anymore, like, washed over me. And, like, as adults, we can figure things out. Like, And we did. Yeah, and we did. And I think that would always be my reaction, is at first it would be like, oh, no. But I didn't even really share the oh, no with him. I think I just said, are you okay? What happened?
0: Yeah, and I was like, this is amazing.
1: Yeah, and it was. It yeah. was amazing.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. They fired me, and I was just like, oof, like, this is great. Um, I actually said, hey, I'm not going to... um." I'm not complaining, uh, but why? Why are you firing me? And they said, "We've just decided to go in another direction." And I said, "What does that mean?" That's fine, though. I'll like, I'll pack up and go. But I mean, I had an issue with my boss. She yeah. An anyway, <laughs> it's a funny mm-hmm. story though.
1: Seeing the person I love be miserable is so difficult. But
0: that's so. If I did that job, didn't discuss it with you, and just quit on the spot one day, how do you handle it then? That's a different scenario.
1: I think I would handle it about the same. Okay. Um, I can't express enough how much seeing any person in my family miserable, like, hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel pain over it. It is awful for me. So if... You were so miserable that you were just like, that's it. I'm walking out. Mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, what's the next step?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, You have also dealt... I mean, I've never just quit. Right. Uh, I have always talked to you about it. But the last retail job I was at, I loved. I loved that job. I loved my kids there. Like, I worked so much Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think I was working like 60 hours a week yeah um and I loved it I remember talking to my assistant man one of my assistant managers who was just like this retail life is really really hard and I was like we get to work in a job that we enjoy. Like, I remember telling her that. I'm like, we love our job. We love coming in here. We love seeing each other. Like, we love when the boxes come in. Like, we love all these things. Like, we're very lucky we love this job. But there were situations that kept happening that made me feel miserable. And I finally, I was like, how would you feel if I put my two weeks in? And at one point, Alden said, if you're going to do it, do it now. And I did. And I didn't have a backup plan. Right. And it turned out to be one of the best things I'd ever done. Right. Um, and I ended up home for two years. And it was so important that I was home for those two years. So right. I think the way that Amy and Alan handled it is really the way that we would have handled it.
0: For, yeah, for the most part. I do think he should have consulted with her but he's kind of been consulting with her for i don't know yeah, years yeah he's
1: and he's definitely made it very clear like he was at the end of his rope like he's it, miserable. It, sh- it wouldn't it should not have come as a surprise to her right like he's made it very clear and we've only seen a couple of days out of a week like right if it's that clear to us how in if this were real life how clear would it have been to her like i understand her frustration and again i think she handled it amazing. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think that in that situation, I would have handled it very similarly to her.
0: And I, I love that despite the panic that she felt, she still didn't want him to rush into something mm-hmm. that was just going to put him in the same boat that he was in before.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Meanwhile, uh, Corey was only in the episode for like two minutes, but we love uh, the episode so much.
1: The episode is very good. I My... One issue, and it will always be an issue, is them making poverty into a comedy point. Like, that is really messed up. Yeah. Like, this is a kid who is not eating. This is a kid who's literally like, oh, I'm poor and my... The whole the whole reason I'm okay is because I have friends like you who can feed me like that's not a laughing point. Right. There are real kids like and there were real kids then who were watching the show and identifying with Sean who was in poverty.
0: There were more kids then dealing with this when the show was on. Not that kids don't deal with it now, but like there are programs in place now to help. Mm hmm. not that they do enough or do everything that they should.
1: No, but in but like so in like this situation
0: These kids were just not getting help.
1: Right. In the situation that we are in right now as a society, if Alden and I could not feed our children breakfast and lunch, they could go to a local school and pick up food. Right. Because the county is providing it still. Like Back then, Sean would have just been hungry. Yeah. And, like, so that that is a struggle for me. The, like, simpering whininess of Corey. Like, oh, no, I'm going to lose everything. And he just is not capable of seeing the fact that his friend has been living in hell his whole life. Like. Did you,
0: did you say corny? Corny. Corey is being whiny? Yes. Okay.
1: This was a way different situation than other. Ones. I agree,
0: but this is par for the course so far this season. Yes, where Corey is.
1: This was very difficult, and it was so small. Like it was such a small part of the episode, but it hurt. Like it was rough. Like that. Like poverty is not. A point at which you laugh like It is a point at which you discuss And figure out how to help like I don't know They Turned this character into Like oh ha 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 Sean isn't Eating enough and he sleeps outside Sometimes and this is a kid who At 15 years old has Slept on park benches in Philadelphia
0: Yeah But I mean in in this time Period Um I don't know. The the there were a lot of things. So Boy Meets World is weird because there are so many things that they are sensitive to mm-hmm. that were well before their time. Mm-hmm. But there are some things where they just kind of fit in with all the other shows at the time. And it was pretty normal for people to make these dumb poor jokes all the time in TV shows. Yeah. Um and I think we've evolved to a point where everyone kind of sees that now and kind of goes, "Uh." Right. But That didn't exist in the 90s. No one was watching this. There weren't a lot of people watching this going, oh, I'm going to stop watching this show.
1: I do think that there is a certain point, though, where the reason why Sean was a character that the girls gravitated towards was not just because he was like a cute boy, Mm -hmm. but it was because all of these girls were like, I want to help this kid, like... I mean, that's absolutely me. Like, I would have wanted to make him be okay. Right. So I do think I noticed these things as a kid. Or, I mean, I was a teenager at this point, like, watching these episodes. Because I didn't watch them when they came out. I watched them later. I definitely wanted to save Sean from his awful, awful life. hmm so it was such a small, minute part of this episode, but it's, it stood out to me so strong. Like, Corey is like, oh, no, we're going to lose everything. And then his mom just goes and buys a store. So obviously he has no idea. Right. But Sean has been his friend for, like, forever. And he has no, like, there's no empathy there. And he's watched Sean go through some really shitty things. So, right. Yep.
0: Okay. Okay. You ready to wrap it up?
1: Yeah, I think so. Did we both we talked we both talked about yeah, how we felt about it? We both
0: talked about how we felt. I overall, I really loved the episode, um, and I echo a lot of the things you said, mm-hmm. and I, I obviously echo everything that I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also just realized that I was working on the chicken coop earlier today, and I left all the tools outside, <gasps> and it's dark,
1: and it's time to tuck Finley in, and it's
0: time to f- tuck Finley in. <laughs> that was very difficult for you. To say. Something is wrong with my brain. Anyway, this, as Tanya laughs until she cries. Uh, you, wait, no. You can find us on Twitter
1: at BMG and BMW.
0: You can email us at BMG and BMW at com. And you can find us where else?
1: On Facebook. And we actually have a couple new Instagram followers, which i um, like, maybe really? you should start posting stuff to it i got I a new know. phone
0: and i'm logged out of everything oh so I have you to re- should log back in gotta remember the passwords for everything and i forget all of it
1: oh that's true
0: um
1: but you can just type in boy meets girl meets boy meets world in the search bar you'll find us
0: yeah type that in google you'll find all of our stuff everywhere yeah um anyway we've been doing this for over a year now it's crazy like there's so much that comes up when you type our show in
1: and and we're halfway through
0: we are halfway through Wow, so much! Like when we started this, that seemed like it was so far off.
1: No, we absolutely we were like we're gonna be doing this for like twenty five years. Yeah, but we're halfway through a year and a half later. So like we'll be at girl, what? <laughs> girl meets world in you like had two a hard years. Time saying that. Oh, stop it.
0: Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us. I got tools to pick up before they get lost or stolen by jackals. Or
1: rained on? Or rained on. That tends to be the issue here. Or jackals. Or bears.
0: Jackals. We've got bears. Jackals.
1: Why jackals? I
0: don't is know. That,
1: is that a fire emblem thing?
0: No, it's a fun oh. word to say. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 4, Episode 3. Class dismissed.